Welcome to the Yumiverse podcast. We're your hosts, Jeffrey and Odette. Together, we have thousands of hours of yoga and meditation experience. Here, you get to be butterflies on the wall and listen in on our joyous spiritual conversations about how these practices have and continue to transform us. Thank you for joining. All right. Here we are, episode three. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing today. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing great as well. It's 80 degrees outside and it's what, December 1st. So Yes, I know. Happy December. <laughs> yeah, happy December. Happy, happy 80 now. degree December. How's the how's the weather out there? Uh it's like, you know, 30 something and cold and cloudy, but you know what? <laughs> I, I can be happy in, in right. anywhere with anything. Right. <laughs> but it is cold. So I, I'm sitting with I'm sitting with a pillow on top of me and then a blanket wrapped around that. Well, that sounds cozy. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> so the third one now, last time we we got into a lot more, which was really fun for me. This time I would love to continue. But as we yes. said in the last one, things shift. For us personally, right. and right, this can be a new a new conversation, and if we remember things, they'll come back. Right. So I like to hand it off to you in these situations, like we did last time. I yeah. like for you to kind of guide it, and then we move in that direction. It feels that feels appropriate. That feels like the format. So sure. Okay. So what are you feeling today? Today, well. Well, let's recap a little bit. So in our first our first podcast, we kind of introduced ourselves mm-hmm. and who we are and um, conversations we've had and our outlook on things. And then last time we got deeper into our, really our mindsets, if I can call it that, and really specific things that we think and our processes. Yeah. Um, and then you went into more detail about an experience you had. Right. A, a very significant experience and how your mindset, how that shaped your mindset and vice versa and who you are today. And I really appreciated that conversation. And we also talked about like states, like states of being and how we can create our lives. And I really enjoy talking about that. And that's something I think about almost every day. Like <laughs> now, yeah. and it's been a journey. So, I wake up and I start my day with gratitude Mm -hmm. and it's like the simplest thing. So I'll wake up, I'll see the sun in the window and I'll just be like, wow, I'm so thankful to have woken up and there's sun outside and breathing. And that is so powerful for me in shaping my day. And so if I just do that and nothing else, it really contributes to me being able to say, okay, you know, it's 32 degrees, it's cold, <laughs> it's cloudy, but I'm going to have a great day. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm going to do my best to do that. And we talked we talked about that, like the power of your mind and the power of your awareness and your perception. Mm-hmm. And what I was thinking about today along those lines was the, the stories that we tell ourselves about things or about people and the power in being able to tell yourself a new story or to, sh- to shift your thoughts. So, for example, we were supposed to record earlier today. <laughs> yes. And 
And, uh, yeah, we both like, you know, it wasn't anyone's fault and we were just late on things. And, um, you sent me messages that you were sorry and you, <laughs> you weren't really sure how I was feeling cause I hadn't texted you back mm-hmm. and, uh, which was so appreciated, but it was almost like you were worried that I was mad mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't mad at, at all. And I was just thinking after those messages that something might happen and we, we might tell ourselves it means something or yes. we don't know, we don't know how someone feels or a, a story about ourselves. And it really might not be that way. Like, like you, you might be perceiving it one way, but if you don't talk to the other person or if you just, you know what I mean? Like assume something and move on. That could be the way you see things and that's it. Yes. (laughs) So I'd love, I'd love to start with all of that, kind of like the, our stories and mindsets and, and go take it from there. Yeah. I, it's funny because when that happened this morning, I thought in that moment, okay, well, this is something between us that is happening that is relevant to somewhat of the stuff we were talking about that we might get into last time as far as attachment. And, yes. and so I thought that's not coincidental that this is kind of happening regarding the actual podcast. And so, and so, yeah, I did end up texting you because I always find myself in this place where I can shift things like what you're talking about internally in my mind and then watch and witness my external reality show me what it is that I do. However, I'm always finding this balance between other people and how am I interacting with them at this human level, Mm. you know? So if and it depends on the relationship and the closeness of that relationship, because if it's other people that might just be particularly, say, a business relationship, I don't need to have this, especially if we don't have conversations that are related to our internal world that, that aren't that right. close. And so then I know this isn't my responsibility to go here with them. This dynamic, this interaction that is occurring right now is part of the reason that this is occurring and it's not my job to coach them or talk to them through this and their yes, experience. It's more like, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. no, no, go ahead. I actually forgot it. It's oh, just my, okay. my brain went, it's all blank now. So, it's well, all it's, so it, it, and this is, and this is about how I talk about with other people, how sometimes we play roles for people in their experience and we can't get caught up in what that role is supposed to be. Meaning we might have an experience with somebody that we might just encounter on the street or in a store. And obviously we're not going to have these deep conversations about the interaction, regardless of how they may go. However, I do a lot of times, but not every time. And it's actually Mm -hmm. been a practice for me in the last year to not do that, even though people may literally ask me something because it's just too much energy, too expense for that. So the point is that regarding us when that happened today i thought there's a reason for this because i was very much in flow i was doing yoga last night for a couple of hours this morning was amazing i just didn't have a timer on my phone because i didn't expect everything to occur the way it did and then when i noticed i thought there's a reason for this however i'm very considerate of certain people and therefore i did want to text and even as i was texting you and asking how are you and how are you feeling and I'm, I'm apologizing for the situation. It, it felt like it wasn't intentional, but I still wanted to make it clear that I was considerate of what was occurring. And so 
I wasn't really creating a story for any duration of time, except for when I wanted to apologize because I thought, Hmm, well, she shared with me a lot of things and how she might get frustrated at situations or her time or various things. And I could use that, extrapolate that onto this situation and assume that to be true. Or I could just say what I feel not thinking about all of these things and these stories that I could be creating and then just allow her to respond. And so that's kind of what happened. And then, (laughs) and then I let go of it. And as soon as I let go of it, you had messaged me. Yes. So, um, but can you like, have you ever had a situation or talked to someone and it was just like a way someone looked at someone or just one word. And then they made this whole big story about what that meant. Yes. All the time. Like, <laughs> like there might be, someone might have just an expression that, that looks angry, but they're not angry. Yes. <laughs> and if you, if you don't have an interaction with that person and you, you interpret it as that, it's like that will affect your inner, your interactions with them. If you. Absolutely. Perceive if you perceive that person as being angry at you, and they really might ha- not have any idea that you see them that way. <laughs> yeah, and then you create that you create that dynamic because you're expecting that, and therefore you're you, you're creating it in ways that you're not really yes. intentionally. And then you are seeing the evidence of what you expected <laughs> because you created the environment to facilitate that. Uh, yes, you know, and so that's and to me this goes to what you were saying last time about attachment. And that's a very basic in this whole situation between us and even the stories we're talking about or basic understanding of that. But sometimes we do that in big ways with a lot of things. And then we create stories that last for years. I know people that create stories that literally tarnishes experiences between say people because of one little thing that occurred. And it was a a complete mis It was a complete misunderstanding. (laughs) Yes, it could be something like, well, all men are something or all yeah. women are something or nobody loves me or, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Or things just don't work out for me. Just one idea like that. It's like a it's a story yeah. that you tell about yourself and then it becomes like a, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Yes. I mean, I literally know people that have been telling the same story about people that was from one moment in time and mm-hmm. no one's and no one's really ever coming from, especially when people realize that they're attracting those experiences for their own understanding. Like yes. we talked about last time, then you're not, you're not caught up in that. I never, I never take anything personally. I assume that it's always me. And if something happens, then I know it's for a reason. Like I, we talked about last time. And so when I'm already always looking for that reason, not because I have to decipher every single moment of my life, but when something occurs that's sticking out in some way or apparent in some way, then it's in my awareness for a reason that I know is going to provide me additional clarity. It's this continual evolution of understanding. Uh Uh-huh. And I really appreciate, I really appreciate that, that mindset, if I can call it that, I really appreciate that approach to things because it lets you to move beyond it and you don't get stuck immediately in that. Yeah. yeah, That one story and, and, uh, you allow things to, to change and become better. Yes. And, uh, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about again, how if we are, if we are really wanting to move 
with ease and flow and grace and beauty all the time, which we really are able to do, then we know that these moments that happen are for some reason, for some reason. But you have Mm -hmm. to show yourself. You have to show yourself that over time. And this is why I say that everybody is being served those experiences, (laughs) but how we choose to recognize them is really the, the, the practice that we talk about. And this is why we talk about yoga and meditation as these tools, because if you're never allocating time to be in those silent spaces for that Mm -hmm. clarity to come through, you're never going, you're just, you're, you're getting clarity, like in, in small doses here and there. You know, just because it's happening, because you have to, because you have to evolve. You can't just stay stagnant. Well, you can, because I did that. Well, but you still (laughs) move a little bit. You're still moving a little bit. The current pushes you. You're just so resistant that that you're causing so much around you. Yes, it's like it's like um, a teapot. You know, it's like you it it will boil at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, So and and if if you don't allow yourself to evolve. You can't help but hear things and feel yes. things. And what you really feel is eventually going to come out. And it might be this explosive yeah. Yeah. situation, <laughs> yeah. and which could have, which could have been mediated earlier <laughs> by just by the things we're talking about and meditating and expressing yes. yourself. Like I, I wanted to say, I was so appreciative that you even apologized, even if you didn't know how I felt, mm-hmm. because that, that opens up the door for things to be clarified and there's communication. There's so much that doesn't have to be said, but that there's value in saying. Right. Um, like there's so much you don't have to say to someone, oh, I appreciate appreciate you. You don't have to say, um, when you say this, like, I feel valued. You don't have to say any of those things. Or, or when this happens, I feel sad. <laughs> yeah. But just saying things and trying can really clear up so much. Right. And, you know, as, and I love, it's funny because I think I texted you that last night I meditated a lot and did yoga and same this morning and I was receiving so much and I thought, Ooh, there's so much that's to be discussed that I can share, uh, you know, today when we record. And then when that happened, I felt that it was for the reason that it was to be discussed because there's these more personal aspects that we are talking about that people can hear in real time as well. And so that's why, as I was thinking about it, I, uh, you know, I, I, I did meditate at some point, but I, there's, because I'm always in this place of love for myself that I can find that immediately. Like I, I don't get caught up in anything longer than five minutes maximum. If that, <laughs> so it's easy for me to still be in that place of appreciation of that place of love to say what is necessary, even if it doesn't, even if it's not because it's considerate, I guess is the best way to say it because it doesn't matter where anyone else is. And I'm not doing it because it's something that is depleting me. It's because it's because I can feel no matter what is happening with anyone around me, I can be this and then is allowing others to open up what they need to because I'm in that place. I don't feel guilt. I don't feel anger, frustration, no matter what. There's no story around it. And so I know what it feels like to then at least offer those things. And not just in this situation with you, but anyone. 
if I'm at oh, the, if sure. I'm at, if I'm on the road and someone's honking at me because I'm going slower, or if I go into a store and somebody wanted to get in front of me but I was walking too slow, or I mean, I'm I'm just literally trying to create situ- think of situations in the last year. It doesn't happen often <laughs> with me, but mm-hmm. I don't attach to it because it's something that they're asking for because they need that kindness. And I'm not saying that's what you needed today. But when we know that, this is why I go back to how I talk about us playing roles sometimes. We're being asked for, if we're being in that state all the time, we're going to be asked for not just in ways that we're teaching by words, just by our beingness. And so when yes. somebody is having a situation, let's just use an example of somebody, say, being upset in a car in traffic or something, but then they have mm-hmm. an experience with you and you stay in that state of being they're affected, even though there's no words, there's nothing exchanged other than just kindness in that moment. And because I or whomever isn't attached to what's occurring, then there is a shift and there is an effect there for that person just by being that, just by that kindness, which is why people say, oh, just be kind, just be kind. Yes, but also learn how to stay in that place of kindness and not feel like people are taking advantage of you because you're still just, right. you're still attracting everything. But you're not always attracting just this blissful, joyous path. And I want, and I kind of thought about that last time we were talking. It's not like I walk around and 100% of the time it's just, you know, there's just flowers and roses falling around me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in your mind. <laughs> yeah, in my mind. Maybe, why not? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, and it does very seldomly happen. But I do have situations sometimes where I can tell I'm being asked for not because somebody's wanting to hear something from me, but because they just want to see kindness from me. And it shifts them. Because when you're in those really low, low states of being, just one little small act of kindness changes that person's world significantly. Versus somebody who's in a higher state of being who's asking for words to help them overcome a situation that they may have been dealing with for weeks or months or years. Mm-hmm. Very different, but the same thing. So, well, it's also, it's also, you're not taking on whatever someone comes at you with. It's not like if someone is upset in traffic, like you have to reflect that to them. It's not like you have to reflect that anger and you actually not doing that. It, it gives it all back to them. So you not taking it, they feel that like they feel what they're putting out because you've like volleyed it back to them. If I can say it that way. And so it, it didn't stick to you. And yes. that's just another way of saying what you said, like in, in that way, if you don't take it personally and it doesn't stick to you, you can choose your response instead of like automatically just reflecting whatever they're giving you, you choose how you're going to be in the situation, which it sounds easy, but at first it's re- it's really a practice. It really yeah. is because I know I have taken things personally <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people have for sure. And I, you know, I have let things come in and I have let myself feel hurt and I have let things stick to me. And I was laughing earlier when you said you don't, you know, nothing bothers you for more than five minutes because that really stood out to me about you when I met you because, and I, I actually was poking fun at you by calling you a goldfish because I was like, it was like, it's almost like, it's almost yeah. like things pass through and then they're, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was such a different way of being because I have held on to stories for longer than was really helpful or, you know, someone's come, come at me. It, it seemed like, and I created this, uh, in a certain way, I'm sorry, they would come at me in a certain way and I would interpret the story in a certain way and hold on to that. Yeah. And I would hold on to things for more than five minutes. 
and to learn to learn not to do that and to like forgive which is really like a big word for me today like forgiving helps helps me to let that go and like not take any of that on anymore like i can create a new story for my for myself if that makes sense. Yeah. So no, you're not a goldfish. That was just from my, <laughs> from my point of view. I was like, how? <laughs> I forgot but, about but that. But it's, it's such a more, it's such a relaxed way to be if you yeah. can interact with people and things might happen. And maybe, maybe there is like this response that isn't what, we, what you would love in a perfect world with roses falling around you, but yeah. you can still still choose if if you have like that focus and decision in your mind and in your heart to like okay this is how i'm going to be today then you can choose in that moment how you're going to respond yes um and i i've known for me when i'm in like such a good mood and feeling so appreciative when people like that are around me like in traffic for example i don't even they don't even get on my radar like i'll be aware oh yeah someone wants to get around me and they might be driving in a way that really lets me know that, but I'll just, I, I just don't even, nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> I won't think about it. I won't think about it when they've driven away, like nothing. So it literally just bounces off of me. Yeah. That just happened to me yesterday, actually. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's not even, it's, it's not even a thought like their anger or, or, uh, hastiness. It didn't, it didn't do anything to me Yeah. because <laughs> yeah. I didn't let it do anything to me. I wasn't like waiting to like fight with someone, do you know? Yeah. I feel like for some people, and I know I was this way years ago, if you have this like anger or stories you've held on to, it's almost like you're ready for more of that. It's almost like you're ready for someone to come into your space to fight with you or to have these experiences again that have not been released, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Wow. That was, I'm glad you added that last comment. <laughs> it changed so many things where I was wanting to go because you said so much. It was so great. I know. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it was like four components that were coming to me. If I could just consolidate everything I just said into a practical thing for people to, to do. Yeah. Is to practice for forgiving, like forgiving stories and for, and I'm not saying stories like things didn't actually happen, but forgiving the circumstances of something that's bothering you, whether it was yesterday or five years ago or eight years ago or however long it was, so that you can free yourself and be the person that you want to be regardless of what anybody else is is doing. I feel like when I forgive, all of my relationships are free to evolve and become something different. And then I'm also free to look at things in a a new way if I've forgiven. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not retelling myself the same story. And I've noticed over time that if I tell myself one story about someone, let's say it's like a not a not very lovely story, then that will spill over into my other relationships also. Like the way I see one person invariably becomes the way I'll interpret other people's behavior that had nothing to do with that. Yeah. And so something wonderful might be ruined by this, <laughs> this one event or circumstance or story that happened five years ago or seven years ago. Right. Yeah. Which is just such a, such a shame. It doesn't have to be that way, but it really does start with self and a practice. I continually come back to 
is is forgiving. And it's like a, sometimes it's a daily thing um, because there are thoughts that I've had for a while and some of them I didn't intentionally put in my brain. <laughs> right. And I have to forgive myself for thinking that and that's not the way I want to think and and so on. And it's such a freeing feeling and it's also humbling to forgive uh, and also helps me realize when I've been wrong. <laughs> right. Which is another, which is another big thing for me um, in forgiving and in forgetting in a way and allowing stories to change. People can show up in new ways or situations can shift. And it's like the way I was thinking before might have been totally wrong. And being able to drop any pride or I don't even know what it is that has people or myself in the past holding on to these things that really weren't fun. Yeah. <laughs> or these stories that were hurtful. Like, I don't know what it is that it's like you have to rehash it and keep it going. But just dropping the pride around that and just being like, you know, I could just be wrong about this. <laughs> yeah. Though so I could see it a different way. And it takes a lot of humility and forgiveness has been helpful for with you. me for that, for my mindset that used to be more stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more sticky. Like, I, I remember saying I, I felt more sticky in comparison to you because you seem yeah. to be able to let things go so easily. And you can change. Like, I, I have been able to to let things pass more easily and let them change. And I'm, I just, I so appreciate knowing I can do that. Yeah. And it's funny because <laughs> so many things I wanted to say, but even the goldfish comment, I forgot about that. And I kept laughing. <laughs> I was laughing that whole time. Yeah. I wasn't complimenting you. Cause I felt like you were letting these go, but it's, it's uh it was from my place, my stance. Yeah, I definitely point. was, I was like, oh, not like taking goldfish. it. Yeah, I definitely was not taking it as a compliment. <laughs> but I also, <laughs> but that's a perfect example. I wasn't attaching to it either because I, I knew what you were saying at the time. And I was just like, okay, I see. I mean, that's how you're perceiving me right now. But it's also because I know that no one can really perceive anyone accurately. We're only seeing our own projections of people. Yes. So that's the contents of our reason. own mind. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. another reason why I don't attach to what anyone says to me or even begin to try to understand or think about how someone is perceiving me. Because mm -hmm. by doing that, I am then attempting to understand where their current level of perception is and then extrapolate that to what I believe that I'm projecting. Like it's so muddled. There's no way. So anytime anyone right. does anything like that, all they're doing is literally refracting their own perception in so many ways that it's impossible. So no one is ever accurately able to even begin to understand, even begin to understand what they are being perceived as by anyone. And anyone that yes. thinks they can is completely inaccurate. <laughs> and it just wastes their energy. A way for um, approaching the, the day um, in the, like the most efficient way we've talked about this is whenever someone comes up to you or there's a situation, maybe there's a person involved, maybe there's, maybe there's not, but are your actions coming from a fearful place or from a loving place? Like yeah. really making it that simple. Like, yeah. am I coming from fear or love or doubt? Yeah. yeah. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. Fear or love doubt or love yeah. and sometimes it's not that simple something might be so triggering that like these automatic responses come up yeah but still it's not like anything is ever 
ruined forever. It's like no. things are con- constantly changing and evolving, like you always say. Yeah. But I really enjoyed us talking about that and us getting to that level. Like, well, every decision you make, are you coming from fear or love? That makes it so simple yeah. for me personally. We talked about that when we were at Chocolate Tree. And it's because, and this is what I always say to everyone that I interact with, especially the people that uh, are asking to be taught in some way, I'll take it super complex through, through my experiences and all the stuff I've received and experienced through meditation, but then you can always simplify it in any given moment. And it's always about how you feel in that moment. Feel in the simplest of terms, how do I feel in whatever action I'm taking? That is all, that is it. But that's so simplified that it's hard to even comprehend really in moments that you're experiencing something because it's Mm -hmm. like, well, this is happening We'll do it. You know what I mean? And then to revert to that simplicity is just like, no, this is, you know what I mean? Because there's these stories like you're talking about. And these are stories that people have maybe created their whole lives. Yeah. And so they have a lot of evidence to support for, those yes, stories too. Yes, exactly. But that's why if I sat here right now and said the sentence, you create your own reality to the degree in which you give your attention to whatever it is that you are thinking, then people, like I, we said last time, Everyone's going to perceive that from a completely different level of awareness. But at the highest level of that, you can shift any story or any thought or any belief entirely. Yes. And you, yes. your reality will reflect that. But these that we're talking about, like these actual experiences, are the, the real life experiences of how one does that. How one does change those things, not just through a practice, but in the living of life. Like somebody cutting off in traffic or a missed call or whatever, and then not being attached to that. But you can't know that until you've shown yourself that, like I always say. Yes, you have to practice. Like hearing hearing people talk about it is one thing, but then actually finding opportunities, then there might be an opportunity every day to practice. And there might be interactions with certain people or even oneself that have been the same for so long that it it might take it might feel like it takes a lot of effort to think something different and it might feel really not yeah. true or or natural at first but it's like putting on like new clothes or new <laughs> shoes yeah. and it might they might not feel right at first but you <laughs> like you break them in and you wear yeah. them a lot and then they're like your clothes <laughs> that's a great analogy <laughs> or or it's like uh, well, we can use another personal example this is like relationship yoga sort of that we're talking about like, what if you're talking with a family member and there's just a tone in their voice and they sound really irritated or cranky mm-hmm. and choosing who you're going to be in, in response to them. So instead of mirroring them and also being irritated and snappy or <laughs> what, whatever, yeah. letting it roll off as hard as that might seem, practice using that as a practice. Yes. Practicing, okay, well... Who do I want to be in this situation while I am close in proximity to this person? Yeah. Yeah. And not trying to stick it to them or anything <laughs> like, like that. Like, oh, you're on some lower vibrational yeah. plane because that they're really going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> but also because you're and this is what I always tell people too: family members are hard because they have. There's this dynamic that has been created for the entire duration of your life. So you're not going to shift it overnight. However, you can shift yourself 
overnight. But the yes. evidence of that forming an actual new dynamic is going to take time. It's going to it take will. time. And that is the biggest practice. If you, you can go and live, you can, <laughs> you can go and live, a, you know, another part of the world for five years and then go back and you're going to still have that same dynamic. And a lot of people I have worked with in the past, they, <laughs> especially in the first 30 days, cause they'll shift so significantly. And then like, I can't do this anymore. I can't work here anymore. I can't do that anymore. I go, well, that's because that's still part of you and you can't run away uh, from it because you're you going saying- to. Are you saying that they feel like they can't work places or be places because they're surrounded with things they don't like or energy they don't like? Both of those. That and okay. in addition to a dynamic so that already been it. created. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's now I realize. Yeah, now I realize what I know. Now I got to go somewhere else because I'm different. And and then I always say, well, you're going to attract those same things. That's your role. You have to transmute those things that have already existed that you've created from your old state of being. And a family member or a relationship that's old is a, it's a, is that biggest test. But you don't go with the expectation that that's going to happen overnight, but it is part of that practice. And you can use a long-term relationship or you can use a work environment or whatever. But if you are doing the work and you are doing say yoga or meditation or another tool that's similar to allow yourself to, to stay in these states of being and understand and shift these ways of being, then those things will change. Those things will change, but there is an energy that's flowing from that, from that being, but it takes a little bit of time. But if you know that, and you've shown yourself that and you do it small. And this is what I always say to some people too. I'm like, try this. And I do this even to myself sometimes. Or I might be experiencing something. Like I said, I don't hold on to a lot of things, but it doesn't mean I'm always in the highest state of being. And I'll be having an experience throughout my day and I'm aware of what I'm attracting because of the experiences I'm having. And then I'm about to go into a new place, like say a Whole Foods or something. And I'll sit there for 30 seconds. I'll shift. I'll literally sit there. And this isn't, I will get, I don't want to get into details of my process. They're always different, but I'll, I know what, how to do it. And I'll spend 30 seconds and I'll feel it and it'll happen and it, it moves up and down me. It's this energy. And then I'll go into that place. And then it's like I'm in a different reality suddenly. All these people are coming to me in different ways. I'm having different interactions with people. And I've shown myself, and anyone can do that, how they're attracting from each person the experience that they are wanting based on how they are being. And not because they're actually even saying anything different, but people can feel it. People can feel the energy of what it is that you are, like I always say, cultivating. But if you can do that with somebody, some random people in a moment, you can do that with relationships that are 10, 20 or lifetime years old. It just takes mm-hmm. a little more time for that to happen. And I've done that many, many times because I've been many, many iterations of self. <laughs> and each one of the each of those times it takes time for those older relationships to reflect that. But I don't go with that expectation that they're going to suddenly see me that way in one day. You just don't attach to it. You just keep being it. And that goes back to what we talked about uh, kind of in the first one too. Like, how are we shifting to what we want to be at any given time? And and this is part of that process is, you know, those things that, and and how are we being all the time for those things to reflect that? And if people realize that they're just flowing energy, that's what they're doing when they're being that. And that way of being and that everything is going to reflect that, then just start small and then go bigger over time. I have an example. <laughs> I, I did this with my cat. I did that with Watson. <laughs> What'd so, you do? 
And like, cause that's a, you have relationships with more than just people. You have yes. relationships with, with animals. You have relationships mm-hmm. with su- substances. You have relationships with, oh, he came in the room. He knew. <laughs> you have relationships with, with activity, like all of those things. So I, Watson is my cat. Watson is amazing. Um, everything he does is amazing. The only thing I really wished he would do was cuddle more <laughs> because he, he wouldn't cuddle at first. He didn't like being held. He wouldn't come up on the bed and cuddle with me. And I really wanted that. So I had a lot of evidence to tell me that Watson was not a cuddler. Yeah. <laughs> yep. See, he knows. He's I, talking. I, I might have I awoken the beast, but I, I want to go through <laughs> this example because he was showing me these behaviors, but not the cuddling. And then I just started telling myself, I was like, you know, no, that's not. That was a thought I kept thinking, by the way. I kept thinking he's not cuddling. I kept thinking he doesn't like being held. Like those were thoughts I kept putting into my brain. Yeah. And so I, I noticed that I was doing that and I, I stopped and I started telling myself quietly, I wouldn't say this out loud. And he's a cat. He doesn't understand what I'm saying in words, but yeah. I would tell myself, you know, Watson really enjoys cuddling and he's becoming more cuddly every day. I don't even, I don't even know what happened, but he'll just jump on the bed and he sleeps really close to me. And I would just start thinking things like that, and they felt totally false. <laughs> it was, like, completely illogical. But then over the course of probably, like, three or four months, it wasn't right away. It wasn't like I could expect him to just start being cuddly the first day. But after about three or four months, he just would come up to me. He would come up to me and jump in my lap. He started sleeping on the bed, like, right next to my head. And, yeah, he's just... He loves being handled now. And so that, for me, is an example of me changing a story I was telling and my relationship with a living being. Yes. And it was one, one way before, and then I made it another way just by changing my thoughts. Yeah. And, and like, the way I approached him, you know? I feel like I, I can't say this for sure, but if I picked up an animal and I thought they were going to bite me or fight me or be terrible, there's probably a better chance that they will be. Versus if I go up to them and I assume that my energy is going to be different and they're going to respond to me a certain way. I'm not saying go up to a dog that seems really vicious and like <laughs> test this with that. I'm saying maybe start with even an animal and be like, yeah, my dog just suddenly stopped peeing in the house. I don't know what happened, but now he like goes out every time and there's no accident. Like that could, that could be an easier way to start. Yes. So that's my example. Yeah, that is, that is a beautiful, perfect <laughs> See, he's here. He wants to cuddle now. Yeah, that's perfect because it is. And that's why I've, you've heard me talk about animals, because they're so pure. They don't have that consciousness of they're, they're so story, aligned all right? the time. Yeah, they're, they're not telling themselves stories about what is. They're just they're fully aligned all the time. And it's funny you're t- you were telling that story because something happened yesterday and it had to do with an animal. And I can't recall what it was. And maybe it will be as I start talking about uh, or having this response to what you said. You gave an example of two of just other animals and how you can interact with them. And I used to do that all the time, even when I was younger. And people would tell me, well, don't touch squirrels or don't do this or don't do this. And I think you and I actually talked about this a while did. back. And <laughs> innately, I thought, what? Why? You know, and I just would. It didn't matter. And so, and, and I would, and people would be like, oh, well, they are going to buy it. Or this is the, and I kept hearing all these stories. And this goes back to what we've talked about, how I never took people's word for anything. I would have to have the experience myself. 
And I would then have these different relationships that I was told were not possible, even with animals. You know, now if I, I can feel when I'm in that space and I can interact with a squirrel and a squirrel will come up to me and jump in my lap or whatever. And you're in that pure space and they'll feel that. And it's the energy of it. And, and that's the perfect example. So you were creating this energetic field that Watson was a certain way. And then you were shifting that. And then he was responding yes. to that energy. And- and I had zero, zero proof that he was cuddly. I just started convincing my, myself that I had to start somewhere and I had to start with my mind. It's not like I could force him to cuddle. He, yeah. <laughs> he, he w- wasn't having that. And so thinking about that with a person, it might feel, it's like the same process though. It might feel exactly. more difficult, but it's the same thing. So if there's a person who's always been a certain way with, with me and I want it to be different, I have to start with my own self. Yes. And uh, yeah, I, maybe not starting with something that seems so challenging. Right. Uh, is, is better, like an animal or something like that. Because I really have done this enough for myself to, to know that this does, this does do something. This does affect relationships in, in the way that both people are wanting to at like a subconscious level. Yeah. And the reason is because at the source of it all is love. That's the highest state of being. And so when you're coming from that place, if somebody, say a human, which is has more potential to create stories or like we talk about this kind of refraction or delusion or Or hold on to it, resentments, yeah, resentments, (laughs) misconceptions, whatever these things, these these ways of considering life and projecting is not fully transparent. But when you're coming from those higher states of being, you don't see anything through those lenses other than just pure love. Because, and I've talked about this, and this isn't a digression, I always say this, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. when you're in those higher states of being, you can't see those things. You only see love and appreciation for every single thing and the perfection of everything. So when you're in those states of being, then you can, you're being that and you are then projecting that and other people are feeling it, even if they're not seeing it because of how they are constructing their reality through their stories. It doesn't matter, but they feel it. So if it's a relationship that's say a 10 year old relationship, you by being that and maintaining that will slowly but surely change them. It's not your job or role or responsibility, but just by being it and your natural interactions will shift it. Mm-hmm. And, and the only way they won't, is if they're like what you were talking about earlier, resisting intentionally, like you have to resist intentionally from that state because that state is natural. That's the natural state of being for all of us. But because of the stories and the things that we tell us, we, we hold on to things, but we're going to attract people that are showing us our truth. That's just how it is. That's the way the world in reality works. But we can choose to resist those people that are coming into our lives. But no matter what, as teachers or beings of, of light or love or whatever you want to call it. We know that. And that's our responsibility to just maintain that for ourselves, other people. And this goes back to this story of like being in traffic or at the store or whatever, even those in a words exchanged, that's our role in that moment for that particular person. We are all being guided to each other to serve roles in any particular time for that continual state of enlightening, awakening, loving, blissful states of being and that this is all kind of tying together and you're you know using animals because they are primarily in those states that of alignment but then extrapolating that into a human experience and a relationship that seems 
challenged, you just don't attach their story and you just keep being that and seeing them in that way too. seeing them in that way will make a huge impact in the level of influence. Those higher states of consciousness influence significantly those lower states of consciousness significantly. You can even, you don't even have to say anything. You can actually see those people in those ways and influence them without even being in their proximity. I've done this before. (laughs) Um, but I, and I did want to say something about animals where animals will reflect their owners significantly. I actually got certified in Reiki for animals a while back, not because I needed to use Reiki in particular, but it was at least a way for people to believe that I could do something to their animals. Mm-hmm. Not saying I don't use some of those practices, but I, cause I've always worked on animals. I just love to. And those people I would do stuff with their animals and then they would come back with the same thing later. It's because the animal is, is, is absorbing, so to speak, those patterns that those people are projecting. And, and so that's why if you, if your animal has, (laughs) I don't like to say this to people at times, but if your animal has an ailment or something, it's because you're telling yourself, like you were saying with Watson, a story of how they are or my dog's aggressive or my dog barks a lot or has this problem or this problem. And then also those subconscious things that are within the self uh, are also conveyed in some ways to the animal as well. But I like saying that because I love animals so much. And I, <laughs> some one person hears this and then they shift the way in which they interact with their animal and the stories they're saying about their animal, then that's a win for me. <laughs> so a lot of people, though, with what, you, with what you just said, a lot of people who are more, if I can put this in quotes, scientifically, mi- <laughs> scient- scientifically minded are going to say... Well, that's they might click off. They might be gone now. <laughs> they might be like, that's preposterous. There's no scientific basis for that. Like, do you not understand that there are there's evidence for this and this breed has this like and, and I know we, I think this might be something for next time, like going into some of those because uh, science is just another set of stories and beliefs. And, yeah. and I know like I'm a scientist. I know mm-hmm. that. And I I feel like I can say that. Yeah. Um, it's not like there is no value in it, but it is a story. And yes. there are things that we've thought in the past that really were the exact opposite of that. But I think that um, <laughs> for people who don't think this way right now, so that's that what you just said is going to be really um, it's not going to make a lot of sense. Well, here's what I always say. Can I say something real quick about of that course. and about science? Yes. Is that Please. I'm not discrediting science. It, science is accurate because it's observing what is and then cataloging what is and saying this is what is. And that's absolutely true. But why does science always change as well? It's a living, breathing set of observations that evolve with life. And what is life? Life is an evolution of consciousness. And so yes. you can use science in beneficial ways. If you're if that's all that you believe is, then that's all you're going to witness. For example, I was in that wreck. I there was scientific evidence to do the things to me to support me staying alive at that time. But I was also in lower states of consciousness to even be in a situation that I was in. So I needed that to stay living. (laughs) So there's nothing wrong with that. However, moving forward throughout my life and my evolution of self and understanding, it changed. And it changed because I was asking. And that was part of my trajectory. That was part of my experience to know that, to have that experience, to also then be able to speak about it. And, And I'm not saying, oh, well, hospitals shouldn't exist. Science is silly. 
it's in the past. It's old news. None of that is necessary. I'm not saying that there's like I always say, there's different levels of awareness, but my point with whatever I share with anyone at all these various levels is just to get people to go inward more, to go into themselves more, to see what is their truth more, not to just continue to observe the world around them and then recreate what they see because there is a truth within that they can start to shift. And if they do these small things, like even whether you're talking about, say, with an animal or a pet that they have, and they start to see the evidence of that, it's been lit. There is this evidence for them now that it's not what it is because it's been told to me, meaning, or what I've told to myself about an animal or a relationship or whatever. And so it's, it's not unexpected that that conversation would come up in some way regarding science or that that way of understanding because science has become a religion for people. It's become a belief system so strongly in people that they can't see beyond it. And that's how I was. That's how I was for a big portion of my life. And then when I was able to see beyond it, things radically changed so fast. And that's for me, the point in, in you and I, and this is why I talk about our dynamic. You always take it to that side, that side of the spectrum which allows us to speak in this whole broader way of being, which I appreciate. Like I said, I don't, I don't tell people to take my word for it. I just say, here is my experience. Here is what I suggest. And then find this yourself and see the evidence of it for yourself. Right. Which is what, yeah. Experiment, right? Like a scientist does. I think we should talk more about that next time though, because I do feel like, you know, we're in the culture that we're in and the world that we live in. It is very much like what you what you see is what is and reality seems very real. And like, why would I tell myself my cat's cuddly when he's not like, that seems so illogical. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there might be, there might be some more value in talking about, about that, um, about, you know, creating from within versus observing from without and reacting to that. Yeah. And that really is the whole premise of everything we talk about. It's not, oh, yes. it's not responding or, or not. I don't like the word responding, but reacting and knowing, and you know, and this is a perfect that even you just saying that is evidence of some of the things that I've already said. in the first two, a lot of what I'm saying is, is it can be perceived so many different ways. And that's why we were going to get into maybe the process we talked about last time of how I receive or how anyone receives really, because people think that they're thinking the thoughts, which I won't go into the depths of this, but how that process <laughs> works, because then if people understand or hear the process, then there is a logical way in which they can under- follow it and then make some logical sense of it. Like you're talking about, because if there's no logic, then people just can't believe it because it's so far removed from their current reality or understanding. So I get that. And I think maybe next time, too, if, if we do talk about how that process works, and I can speak in detail of it, especially in the moment. If I start to just what what, what process are the we process talking about? of just meditation? Oh yes, let's definitely do that next time. Absolutely yes. Like how you can receive. Yes, what let's do that for that sure. We, so I think that was, and that's kind of what was coming to me last night about some of the details of that. And and yes. so this has been a more personal kind of real world conversation. This one today. Well. I think that's of great value, yeah, honestly. I, I completely agree as well. Otherwise, like I was saying last time, it's just, it's not necessarily relatable because I haven't told that, that story last time. I've never told that story in that way, especially because I just well, didn't it, want it to. Human, it humanize, you know, our <laughs> yeah. stories, they humanize us and yeah. 
learning through examples and application is really, really helpful for a lot of people. We don't all, you know, learn the same ways or apply things the same ways. I agree. I agree. And so that's what, you know, that's why it's not surprising to me that this one went this way. This one's like on the far other end, just purely like human kind of interaction and even between us. Well, that's totally like kind of yoga. And it's so, (laughs) there's so much, so much opportunity. Like I would say, a majority of my growth in all domains, like, uh, well, not all domains, but my especially emotional, mental, and spiritual domains have been through relationships. Yeah. And not always happy ones, but like <laughs> I, I was able to reflect and learn and see myself in those. So this is totally relevant to the yoga and meditation, you know, core that we have. I agree. And his relationship with self. Right. All of it, all of it anyway. Yeah. Well, if I could sum up what I said, because I think we went a lot of places, but what I would like to bundle up for people is what I find most valuable to do every day is to start with gratitude, even if it's just for waking up and that's all I have time to do. Like, wow, I'm so happy I woke up and the, the sun is there. And then practicing forgiveness, maybe of just that one person who's mad on the road, forgiving them. And then that practice of am I choosing love or fear? as much as possible. Is this an act from love or is this an act from fear or an old pattern? And you might act out of fear or from an old pattern and then you forgive yourself later <laughs> yeah. and then try again next time. It's not like, oh, dang, I messed up forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like that forgiving self as well. Right. I love that. And I didn't really remark on that earlier when you spoke about it, but you know, I could speak similarly about kind of what I do. It just is an overview of my days. And although they're always different, there is a pattern to at least how I kind of do what you're talking about, which is navigate. Yeah. What is the foundation of how I know I need to set the tone, I guess is the best way tone, frequency, vibration, whatever. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's in the morning. And that is, it's, it's the same kind of thing too. As soon as I wake up, I, I am finding something to appreciate because when you do wake, you're, you are in a a better state, no matter what you're in that fresh state. And so then it is finding something and it might be Sue, it might be my dog. It might be the pillow or I don't really sleep on pillows, but yeah, it's the sun or whatever. And I'm feeling that immediately or even the things from the day before that went well that I then and now I'm allowing, allowing myself to focus on. And then I'll do breathing. I always do breathing in the morning in bed, like in child's pose for at least five or 10 minutes because then I'm getting embodied and I can feel that connection and that consciousness. And that because to me and this, and I haven't spoken about this a lot. If I can find and create that, what a lot of people call subconscious programming in some physical way through my breath, then I'm more connected to my breath throughout the day. And I am always conscious of my breath more so than most people could even imagine. But if I do that in the morning for 10 minutes, then I'm breathing in that way, that, that subtle, deep, soft way throughout the whole day, even if, I, if I'm not consciously thinking about it. And so even if I don't do yoga or meditate or whatever, that is no matter what, how I start the day, because those two things are mental and physical aspects of the, therefore, trajectory of however the day is going to go. So at minimum, if those two things are what I do, and that's just like 10 minutes, then the whole day is already set in that trajectory. And then everything else I do is just added benefit, whether it be journaling or yoga or meditation. That's just additional things to add to that. So yeah, very similar. 
Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about your meditation processes next time. I think that will be really fun for me to hear because I haven't heard it in full and for everybody else listening to have more things to, you know, sit down and actually practice and yeah. do. Yeah. Put this into practice. And I'm sorry I called you a goldfish. <laughs> you're, more like a, you're more like an octopus, you know? Like, they're very intelligent. They remember things. They feel a lot. So not that nothing against goldfish either. They're <laughs> I do want to say that but was the sorry. one thing. I still, it was just, I was like, okay. But, I, you know, but I could feel where you're coming from. And I was like. Oh, I was yeah. judging you 100%. Oh, I know. I could feel it. And then it came up a few times and I kept laughing about it. And I was just like, okay. But it's funny because <laughs> I was, and I said this to you even back then, I was so much you. I see so much of the things that you've talked about. And, and to the extreme degree, I was that way. You know, if I couldn't, if I didn't, this is the one thing I want to kind of wrap up with. I've had so many experiences uh, in so many ways, in such extreme ways. That's the kind of person I was always so extreme that I've walked so many different paths and different people's shoes. Like it's, it's, I really can't, I've very seldomly, if ever spoken to anybody that I didn't have some similar experience in some way. And a lot of us do, it's all relative, but that's why it's, I can also speak to those things because I've been that in some way, you know? So even when you're like, Oh, you're like a goldfish. It's like, yeah, but I also was like, the opposite of that for a long time where I would observe something and analyze it to the degree that most people would think was insane. Like, right. I mean, I'm talking like the, for example, when I was on that show, I was analyzing every single person's actions, what they were thinking, who they were talking to. And if you talk to my partner on that show, I was giving him like a debriefing every evening for like two hours. Like so-and-so is doing this and they're doing this and they're probably going to talk to them and tomorrow they're going to try to team up on this thing. And then like, it was, (laughs) and he would just be like, what, what? And it's because I thought that that's how we interacted with the world. And like, you can control it. That was before I had, you know, that was right before all this began. It was like the last kind of old version of me coming out in this very extreme Mm -hmm. way. So, so yeah, I have been those and I don't mind being a goldfish. (laughs) You can stay goldfish if you want. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, awesome. Well, this is completely different. And I different love it. Is, yeah, uh, yeah. Different is good. That's exactly what I was thinking. Different is good. Different and, is good and fun. Yeah. And so yeah. next time we'll set that intention, but who knows where it will actually take it as it comes. Yeah. As it comes. So awesome. Thank you again for being such Thank a you. perfect companion with this. Thank you everybody for listening. This has been so much fun. Number four coming soon. Bye. I welcome joy. I welcome harmony. I welcome all of the beautiful things that are meant for me. I welcome light. Let it surround me. Grounded and rooted in the earth, we align with the highest frequency. Welcome.